in today's show. We're recapping the action from Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk about the action from Tuesday, cover off some news. There are five games on Tuesday, a bunch of... COVID protocol stuff, which I did cover earlier today in the injury slash COVID update show. So you can go and check that out if you want to hear everyone who's out in the COVID protocols and the players that have signed. There was two extra players signed though. Um, so let's let's talk about some news first. Then we'll talk about those two players who were signed. Um, some not great news with Christian Wood. That knee tendonitis has flared up again and he is questionable for tomorrow's game. Now that makes things better for the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. But of course, it could be like the previous game where Daniel Tice gets all that run. So um, be wary of that if Wood does happen to miss. Rui Hachimura, still a way off his return. It looks like he's not coming back until January. He's doing some one-on-one work, maybe progressing to two-on-twos, but he's nowhere near ready to get back. That's been a ridiculously long absence, of course. You should not be holding him in 10 or 12 or probably even 14-team leagues at this stage. Eric Gordon will now be playing in back-to-backs. Don't know what changed there, but now he's going to be playing in back-to-backs. So that does boost his value somewhat. And uh, on other Rockets news, Jalen Green is going to be back on Thursday. He will miss Wednesday, but he will return on Thursday. Am I rushing to grab him? No, because he was not good before he got hurt. But I think he will become useful once we hit February or March. So if you do want to stash someone, I think he does improve then. But for this next few weeks, I think it's going to be pretty rough times going on for Jalen Green. We had a couple of signings. DJ Wilson, first round pick of the Bucks a couple of years ago. Um, he's going to have some um, some opportunities with who is it, Toronto that he signed with, um, with all their big men out. And we've also got Emmanuel Moutier, Signing in Sacramento with De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell. And again, I don't think these guys are going to be fantasy options, but they are players that can contribute at least to some degree. And in deeper leagues, you'll want to pay some attention to those blokes there. All right, so let's look now at the top ads in fantasy basketball over the last 24 hours. Malik Beasley up 45%. As long as Edwards is out, he's a 12-team rosterable player. We saw that today. Kemba Walker. Hello. I literally have no idea what's going to happen to Walker the rest of this week. But with everyone out again, he started and played pretty well. Yeah, that's that. He, I told you the other day that I added him and just to see where I, where it would go. I don't know whether they'll continue to play him in a bench role. Derek Rose could return next game. And then you're going to have um, Grimes and Barrett return. Then you're going to have Quickly return. And then you're going to have McBride return. So where does Walker fit in? I've got no idea. But people grabbed him. And let's just see what happens. Um, Demarcus Cousins, there's some value in him at least for tomorrow in the next couple of games. So he's been added a lot. Nasir Little, well, that obviously blew up because he didn't play today. Um, Again, if you added him and you want to drop, no worries. JaVel McGee, great stream for today. Denny Avdia. With Kyle Kuzma playing like shit and Contavious Caldwell-Pope in the COVID protocols, 
I guess the hope is that Avdia gets more minutes, but he can always just go out there and score like four points and bring some rebounds and defensive stats, but he's not the greatest option. I don't mind him as a stream, but I don't think he's a must. Well, everyone who added Nikhil Alexander-Walker, congratulations. This guy's been dog shit all year. And then in today's game, he goes off. That is a, that is great predictive ability to be able to get that one right. I still don't think that makes him a must roster 12-team league guy, but of course, if you added him, you're not dropping him after, dropping him after his performance today. Jordan Nwora up 17%. I think a lot of Nwora's last two games were because Middleton was out both of those and Drew Holiday was out one of them. Now, both of those guys will return tomorrow, so I'm highly doubtful that Nwora is going to play 40 minutes like he averaged over the last two games, so I don't think that's necessarily going to work out. And then the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, started in place of PJ Tucker, and as long as Butler and Tucker are out, Struess can be a valuable option, and he showed that again in today's action. In terms of the blokes who were dropped... We're looking at Tyus Jones down 37%. He's hurt. Jamarant's back. The clearest drop you'll ever see. PJ Tucker, yep, get rid of him. Michael Porter Jr., why were people holding on to Michael Porter Jr.? I don't get this one. Yep, he's been dropped. Whiteside's down 20%. Gallinari in the COVID protocols, he's down 19%. Okoro in the COVID protocols, he's down 16%. Interestingly, Anthony Simon's down 16%. Now, I probably would have held on to him just because they played today. Didn't do anything in that game, so it was the right call. But yeah, he's not looking great at the moment. And uh, with CJ's return maybe coming in the next week or so, we don't know. Um, Simons is going to be a drop there. Cody Martin in COVID protocols is a drop. Ingles down 12. And the big sneeze, Precious Achua in the protocols, has been dropped as well. I think all of those are absolutely the right call in uh, literally every single one of those circumstances. But it's also the right call to make sure you take care of your mental fitness and get enough sleep. LeBron, you know what makes him great? Apart from being a uh, athletically gifted basketball genius, it's sleep. Sleep, that is it. That is the number one superpower that LeBron has. And Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBronald to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to know how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain to sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best just like LeBron. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. So if you head to calm.com slash LockedOnNBA, for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, e-stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, let's go on to the first game. The Detroit Pistons and the New York Knickerbockers. The Knicks get the win over the Pistons, 105-91. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was actually as much of a big win as what that game was. The Pistons would push back and get into it, then the Knicks would pull away, then the Pistons would get back in, and the Knicks would pull away. Um, but in the end, they win it by 14 points. They did, without Killian Hayes, decide they were going to start Corey Joseph. And I can't blame Dwayne Casey. He actually wasn't coaching them. It was Rex Kalamian. Kalamian? Yeah, I think that's how I pronounce it. But it doesn't matter because Saban Lee played well. 25 minutes, 16 points, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. As long as Hayes is out, Lee can be a stream option. I'm not having trust in him long-term. Well, actually, that's not true. Long-term, two months' time, I think you'll be getting enough value to be a 12-team league guy. But I think when Hayes comes back, you'll probably go back and play 18 minutes, and that makes him tough to stomach for now. But great performance. While Trey Lyles dropped in 13 points, and Cunningham was just shocking. Old, uh, old sly hog here, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. 
Seven points on 15% is shithouse, but nine rebounds, eight assists, and a block. Really nice stuff. So the good peripherals. Still a top 35 player over the last two weeks. He had 28 fantasy points in this one. Hamadou Diallo had five steals. That's the outlier. 10 and 6 in 34 minutes. I don't believe that Diallo is anything more than a steal streamer or a deeper league guy. Well, the depressed penis Sadiq Bay had had two big games in a row, and then he had 15 points on 26% shooting. Now, volume, 37 minutes, 19 shots, three threes and seven rebounds, makes the line respectable. And for now, while a bunch of blokes are out, including uh, Kelly Linick and Jeremy Grant, he does have some value to hold for now. I'm not convinced it's going to continue, but for now it is. While um, the Flamin' Galar, Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. He played 31 minutes. He had 11 rebounds. He had a block, but just bad percentages, just nine points. I'm finding it really tough to think. I'll hold for now, but I find it hard to believe he's going to remain a hold once Olenek returns. And then, of course, when Jeremy Grant returns, I'll hold through it. But things are trending in the wrong direction. Frank Jackson did jack shit. Three points on 20%. He actually had three assists, which is a lot for Frank Jackson. Well, starter Corey Joseph dropped in 15 points on eight shots. Didn't do too much else. But he's not a super high priority player. For the Knicks, let's go to Kemba Walker. Hello. 21, 8, and 5, 3 threes. 38% shooting on 21 attempts. A ton of usage for Kemba. Remember the blokes that are out there. Barrett, Rose, Quickly, Toppin. And then McBride and Grimes, the guys that were preferred over Walker when they were available. Again, add him. Let's see what happens. I'm not holding my breath, though. Do we, did, did he do it? Did he, did he take it from here? And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He actually did. Mitch started the second half, had 17 and 14 with a steal and three blocks on 89%. All of that is great. 45 fantasy points. Excellent. Do I trust it? No, not in a million years, but... Yeah, having him over Noel is probably the right move, but I'm going to go back and forth on that all year. Just make sure he's rostered well. The double royal, Julius Randle. Twenty-one and eleven with subpar field goal percentage, which seems to be the key for him. I would try and sell high on the diseased scrotum, Evan Fournier. Forty-one minutes, twenty-two points, four triples, a steal, and a block. But forty-one minutes, and remember, just everyone is out. While Alec Burks, I think, remains a buy low. Eight points. 41 minutes. He cannot He cannot continue to shoot this poorly. 20% he shot in this game. He cannot He cannot shoot this poorly. Um, seven rebounds, six assists in 41 minutes. I would hold him in 12-10 leagues. I understand that that field goal percentage is just a disaster, but I would, uh, I would hold on to him. The Indiana Pacers, they got their ass kicked by the Miami Heat, 125-96, and Malcolm Brogdon had last game off for Achilles soreness, came back, Played eight minutes, and wouldn't you know it, out again with Achilles soreness. And it appears, from what um, Rick Carlisle was saying, that they expect him to miss some time here. Brad Wanamaker played 27 minutes and had five assists with two points on 17% shooting. He's only a deeper league guy, but it does boost the value of someone like a Chris Duarte, who had 17, 4, and 2, and 2 steals. Only 19 minutes, because this game was a huge blowout. Holiday had 7 in 22 minutes, and Sabonis 12, 4, and 4. Usage is going to go up for Levert, for Sabonis, for Duarte, for Holiday probably as well. Um, maybe a little bit of value for Keelan Martin for deeper leagues. Miles Turner, just the 22 minutes, while Ashe Brissett had 14 and 5. But it's very hard to read huge amounts into this Pacers game because basically once the fourth quarter started, their regular rotation guys just didn't play. And we got you know, 12 minutes of Isaiah Jackson, 7 Goga minutes, you know, 16 Tory Craig minutes, just stuff that you don't expect all the time because they were getting killed that easily. For the Miami Heat, they started the Winter Soldier at Power Ford, or Duncan Robinson, however we want to phrase it. Struess had 18 and 7 with four threes on 47%. As I said earlier, he's not a bad stream for the time being. 
Tyler Hero, only 21 minutes, but 26 points, five threes, five assists. So good to see him back. And Duncan Robinson, really good game. 26 with six triples. Uh, do I think he's a must roster? I don't. But while there's a bunch of blokes out, maybe you could look at that. Lowry had eight, 11, and 12. Well, Omer, yet seven. 22 minutes, eight and 13 with two steals and two blocks. Only a deep league ad, but more minutes than The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman here, and really filling up. That's two massive rebound games in a row for Yurt7. Uh, Dedman had five and eight with two blocks. Hold him, but again, the upside for him is not particularly high, while Gabe Vincent had 13 with three threes in 32 minutes. Of course, Jimmy Butler returning is just going to put a pin in Vincent and in Struess, but Jimmy Butler's not returning just yet. We still seem to be a little bit of distance away from that actually happening. The third game of the day. The Portland Trailblazers, they go down to the Pelicans, who have now won three in a row, New Orleans. 111-97. Damian Lillard was great. 40 minutes, though. He got ejected in about the last 10 seconds of this game. 39 points, six triple, seven assists, and a steal. 54 fantasy points. Maybe he's a sell high. Good numbers for him. Great percentages. Well, Larry Nance, finally a good game from him. 10 points, six rebounds, two threes, and four steals. Obviously, that's fueled by 80% shooting and four steals. I don't think he's a must roster based on this one game. But the role is obviously there. Well, Covington didn't get those gigantic, gigantic defensive numbers, but two steals and a block in 31 minutes. He is playing more minutes coming off the bench somehow. Nurkic played 33. He blocked a shot. Amazingly, hadn't done it for four consecutive games. 17-5 and four, two steals and a block is great. Uh, five of eight from the line is bad, and, and that dropped his overall value, but otherwise a pretty good game. And with Nassir Little out, they started Tony Snell, and in true Tony Snell style, he had zero points on one shot. Yeah, he is nowhere near a fantasy option. While 31 minutes for Anthony Simons, he had two points on 11% shooting. So obviously that field goal percentage will improve, but he offers nothing else. There's, he's Frank Jackson-esque. There's no rebounds, no assists, really no steals. He had, he had a steal here. Um, and, and if you do want to move on in a 12-team, I, I get it, even though the minutes for him are up at the moment. I referenced it early, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker went off. 27 with six threes and four assists. Shot 63%, took 16 shots, but still only played just a bit under 26 minutes. I guess that's a little bit of a concern that his minutes remain low. Obviously, that's great. And if you added him, you, you stick with him. But I'm not convinced that the dude's 181st this year. Josh the Hitman Hart had 20 and 5, 5 assists, 3 steals, and a block, and continues his good form. While Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovansas. Had 10 and 16, had some early foul trouble. So that gave some extra minutes to Billy Hernan Gomez, who had 13 and 6. Hernan Gomez is just a deeper league guy. Herb Jones is rostered in too many 12-team leagues. He had three points in 26 minutes. He is just a steel guy and like a 14, maybe even a 16-team league guy, not a 12-team. While Ingram suffered some poor free-throw shooting, but everything else was great. Remember how poorly he was shooting from the field earlier this season? That has corrected. He had 28, 8, and 8 on 55%. No defensive stats. That's never what he's known for, but good to see those other numbers. And I am I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm dismayed. I'm aghast. Trey Murphy played more minutes than both Thomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. That is hugely a step in the right direction. I wouldn't say he was good, but playing those minutes is important because we do want to see a little bit more out of Trey Murphy, and I don't want to see any more out of Garrett Temple because he, at this point in his career, is very, very bad. Bet Online is the number one spot for you to bet on all sports action this season. They've got you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and into the pro football playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait and take advantage of all of those amazing offers available. Bet online is where the game starts. It's time for you to write a Christmas list. And, you know, maybe writing that many notes, you get, like, sore muscles. You have been haven't been working out that wrist all that often. So maybe you need Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that doesn't taste like you scraped it off the pavement, off the sidewalk. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It is high in protein, low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, and low in calories. The flavors, oh, my God. Cookies and cream. Oh, Jesus. The coconut, that's amazing. Raspberry, yeah, love it. Orange, let's go. Mint brownie, pretty good. Candy cane. Gingerbread, so many special editions. You've got to get in line. They should be doing raffles for these flavors. That's how good they are. Built Bar is that best tasting protein bar ever. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get yourself boxes of Built Bar at 15% off. Built Bar, we are built different. The next game, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They um, traveled to Dallas without a bunch of starters. No Edwards, no Beverly, no Vanderbilt. And they got beaten 114-102 against the Dallas team that had no Doncic and no Porzingis. The Timberwolves started Leandro Balmaro in place of Beverly. He played 11 minutes, didn't start the second half, and was really, really bad. In the second half, they started Naz Reed. So if you want, or Naz Reed. So if you want to get Naz in a 14-teamer, I don't mind the ad there. 11 points with three threes. Russell had 14 with 12 assists, and Townsie had 26, 14, and 7. A big game from him on great efficiency. Malik Beasley, as I touched on earlier, is a 12-team league ad, 22 points with six threes. And Jaden McDaniels played 39 whopping minutes. 11 points, 8 boards, 2 steals. Good numbers from McDaniels. He's at least a 14-team league ad in the short term. Maybe 12. You could get some value in a 12. Not much else going on there. Jalen Noel got some minutes, which is interesting. 24 minutes, 8 points, but that's only just going to be like a 14 to 16 team scenario. But the minutes are very encouraging. While Nathan Knight had 3 points in his 13 minutes. Onto the Mavericks, they were without Hardaway, Porzingis, Doncic, Kleber, and Bullock. And you could make an argument that that is like a 5-man almost starting unit, excluding Dorian Finney-Smith. They're also without Willie Cauley-Stein. Finney-Smith started, played. 41 minutes, 19, 6, and 5, 3 threes and 2 steals, an absolute must-roster player. The burner, Jalen Brunson, had 28, 2, and 6 with 3 steals and a block, an absolute must-roster player. 21 minutes for Dwight Powell. Wouldn't say he's must-roster, but 15 and 8 is good. And Theo Theophilus Pinson, 7 and 4, 4 steals and a block, 22 minutes in his first game. It's worth noting, while these other guys are out, it does appear that Doncic might be back next game. So you might not want to get too excited there. But that's interesting. Sterling Brown, on the other hand, while Bullock and Hardaway are out, good rebounding guard, good steals guy, hits some threes, 12 and 11, 33 minutes. So at least 16 team value for Sterlo. While Marquise Chris, Marquise Chris has always been a great fantasy player in the minutes he gets. Six and eight in 16 minutes. In the past, he's been too dumb to get those minutes and had just terrible on-court play. He's not that anymore. He actually closed this game out. In a deeper league, yeah, him playing over Moses Brown, over Boban, of course, there's no Porzingis, Kleber, or Corley Stein, and Porzingis could be back next game. But Chris is at least someone in a 20-teamer, I would add, for this short-term stream option. I thought he looked all right out there, and you know, if I was them, I'd try and find a way to keep him on the roster, to be honest. I'd wave someone. I think he's better than um, Moses Brown, and I think he's better than who else is on this team? Um, don't know. Someone else. There's someone else I'm trying to think of. 
Maybe that's the only bloke. But yeah, he's someone that would be worth looking at in deep performance. I thought he performed really well. And you know that I am not the biggest Marquis Chris supporter that is out there. I think that's fixed the audio. Yeah, hopefully that wasn't... Uh, hopefully that audio wasn't going on too long. Anyway, last game of the night. The Suns crushed the Lakers 108-90. Devin Booker's back. 32 minutes, 24-9-7 with six triples. While DeAndre Ayton had a 19-11 double-double. This is just pretty easy stuff for the Suns, really. And Cam Johnson, 14 points, four threes, eight rebounds, two steals. That's still a 12-team line. I don't think he's a must-hold, but... If you've got a bunch of guys out, he he probably can be at least a short-term option. Same goes for Cameron Payne. 23 minutes, 10, 5, and 5 with three steals. And he did that while shooting 15%. Payne is a top 110 player over the last two weeks, while Chris Paul had 11, 3, and 9. This team's just really good. JaVale McGee also producing another double-double off the bench. One of the absolute best stream options out there. If you're looking for value on a 12-team league um, on a low-volume day, Look for McGee. He's producing almost every game. Jay Crowder isn't. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Three points in 27 minutes while Bridges had 14 and five with two blocks. Unfortunately, he shot 29%. One of his big calling cards is good shooting and he didn't produce good shooting here. Um, onto the Lakers. They are, they're actually trash. LeBron James though, he's actually great. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Now, I know I probably should have kids covered your ears every time I play that clip, but I'm going to do it now. The way the Lakers front office has handled this team is a fucking disgrace. Like, the building of this team has been terrible. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries, but nothing made sense with this team. At the time, we criticized it. We went, oh, maybe LeBron and Anthony Davis. Maybe, maybe Russ works out how to take a back seat. But nothing makes sense on this team. They're dreadful. They've got no idea what they're doing. It's horribly built. Um, they, they got themselves a title in the bubble, and we went, oh, maybe Rob Polinka knows what he's doing. I don't think he actually does. This is just horrendous. Like this team is really bad. Russell Westbrook had twenty-two and ten, but oh well. Like I don't know. He's just not. What's he providing to this team that's good at the moment? I, I'd say nothing. All right, maybe, maybe that's being unfair on Russ, but he is outside the top one hundred and fifty over the last two weeks for fantasy. Another fifty percent night from the line. Didn't hit any threes. He just doesn't make sense with this squad. It's good to see Trevor Ariza play twenty-one minutes and have twelve points with three threes. But I'm not actually sure he's good on court. Hit all of his shots, so that gave him value. Carmelo Anthony got ejected after 16 minutes. We got 23 Rajon Rondo minutes. And Rajon Rondo has not been good in 10 years. Isaiah Thomas, three points in 26 minutes on 9% shooting. If you added him, drop him. While Taylor Horton Tucker somehow was worse. Three points in 31 minutes on 8% shooting. Now, of course, both Thomas and Horton Tucker will shoot better than this. And Horton Tucker's got a ready-made opportunity. He came in, he started the game with Davis out. But... Outside of like one game or two games, has he really done anything to make us think he's must roster? I don't think so. Like he's barely a top 150 player this season despite playing 29 minutes a game. If you added him and you wanted to say, well, there's nothing else on my waiver, I'll hold him. I get it. But I'm just not convinced. I'm also not convinced in the decision-making to start DeAndre Jordan and play him 15 minutes and not play Dwight Howard at all, even though Dwight Howard was available. Maybe Howard was still struggling from COVID. I don't know. But Horton Tucker came back the same day, played 31 minutes. Weird decision. Jordan had one point in 15 minutes, while the Duke had three points, Wayne Ellington in 28 minutes. And yeah, Jamario Jones recently signed, played the garbage time three minutes there, along with Jay Huff and Mason Jones. This team's just bad. They're really bad. And obviously, there's a bunch of guys to come back. Reeves. But when you're relying upon Austin Reeves, Avery Bradley, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, and Kent Bazemore, you're in real trouble. 
I know Anthony Davis is out. He's out for a long time. There's weeks, weeks before he comes back. They might slide into a spot where they literally can't get themselves out of the plane, or maybe can't even maybe can't even get into like the, the seven or eight. Maybe they're going to be in the nine or ten. I don't know. They're really bad, and I know I'm going on about this, but squandering LeBron James and Anthony Davis like this is it should be grounds to get him fired. Also, I think Vogel's uh, on thin ice too. I know Vogel didn't coach. It was my mate, one of the best coaches of all time, David Fisdale, coaching this atrocity. In terms of what you do in 12-team leagues, like Mallow is a streamer. Ariza's a deeper league guy. Allington's a deep league guy. Horton Tucker's probably a 14-team. Isaiah Thomas, he's not going to be on this roster by next week. Maybe Malik Monk gets some value. Maybe Austin Reeves gets some value. But it's just going to be so up and down all the time that it's hard to get too excited about any of it, really. Let's look at the lines of the night. The Monstrous goes to Carl Anthony Towns. Your waiver wire and the young gun is the same bloke, Omer Yetzevan. And the dud of the night is Jay Crowder. What a shock there. Your top um, top players in fantasy leagues there, your top 10 blokes, was at number one. We had Carl um, Anthony Towns. Two was Lillard. Three was LeBron. Four was Booker. Five was Josh the Hitman Hart. Six was Mitch Robinson. Seven was Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Eight was DeAndre Ayton. Nine was Dorian Finney-Smith. And 10 was his teammate, Jalen Brunson. The top 10 guys rostered in under 50% of leagues. Yurt Seven, yeah, he's a nice 16-team league streamer. Dwight Powell, and if Porzingis is out, maybe I'd add him for 14. O'Shea Brissett, deep leagues only. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, 12-team streaming value. Theophilus Pinson, probably nothing to see there. Saban Lee, yeah, I like him as a 14-teamer, maybe even 12. Jaden McDaniels, back-end 12 value at the moment. Sterling Brown, as long as Doncic, Hardaway, and Bullock are out, he's got 12-team appeal. Campaign, nice 12-team streamer, solid 14-team league guy. And then Nazareth Reed as a interesting 12-team um, flyer option while the Wolves are shorthanded. On to points leagues, your top 10 there. Towns, Lillard, Brunson, LeBron, Ingram, Mitch Robinson, Booker, Hart, Lowry, and Rusty Westbrook. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb me up. Leave your comments down below. Flick the little bell. Also, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. They've got all of the information for betting right across all of the sports. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.